Well, welcome to another October Draft Dodgers. It's great to have you here. I am uh, Ron Preston, and you guys are listening to the number one rated show in America that discusses the only thing, and that's Plant's Toughest League. I am here, as always, with the pride of Plainfield, the master of disaster, the guy who had the hardest loss this week by far, Terry Joby. Terry, how are you? Hi, Ron. Thanks. Uh, I've had better days, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well and happy to be here talking with you. Lick, licking your wounds from a tough loss? It wasn't an easy one, um, especially as a Bears fan who had all but given up on the season and really don't really want to see the, I think, fake success that we're witnessing here. It's not really, uh, I don't know, we'll see. I don't think Denver and uh, Washington, who just gave up the same the same wide receiver stats to A.J. Green the week before and had a strategy to put a rookie cornerback that weighs about 160 pounds on single coverage with no help <laughs> for DJ Moore. I don't think that was the best game plan when that's the only thing. There are no other wide receiver on the team caught a pass. Oh, Literally, was, I was, was watching, and every single time it was DJ Moore. Yeah. and it's frustrating. Uh, especially going up against someone like that. You know, the it's so deflating when you get – when you're playing on Thursday and someone puts up the point total that DJ Moore does, where you're like, well, the whole season, uh, the whole week's gone. I just just pitch it, maybe DFS, do some other type of bets to try to regain something. As I've said before in other podcasts, what I like to do at this time is go to the uh, animal rescue shelter, get a dog, rescue dog, and start beating that dog and then give him back. It really helps your soul. The yeah. person who put the beat down on you, the person who had the guts to start DJ Moore, is with us today also. Uh, Shiz, hold on, Shiz, I need to... Uh, Shiz, nice to have you. I don't have any you know, good music for you, but that's what you get. Oh, oh glad, glad to join you. Thanks for having me. Uh, Terry was a it was a roller coaster of a week. I forgot a little bit about like the the weekend, you know, the matchups and everything. I've forgotten the part about me playing a bear against you and you having fields uh, riding the pine for that, right? So I was uh, surprised as anybody to see the eighty come out of Thursday night, and then you matched it, which is incredible, right? Those are probably two of the biggest weeks all season. The same week, same matchup. Yeah, and I don't know if I was cursed from Ron by telling me this early on, but he, he said, you know, now that you got Fields and Cousins, you're never going to pick it right. And I have not once this whole year. I haven't. I picked Fields week one and two, then Cousins was the number one quarterback, and he's still up there because of it. And I'll tell you what, it's not from the following weeks because I've played Cousins ever since. And now Fields is going off. And I don't trust it because, like I said, I think it's just a facade. So would you be willing to play Fields if you knew it would be a Bears loss? No. <laughs> you still want the Bears to win. 
No, oh, I thought you meant like if I knew the Bears were going to lose, would I want Fields to start? I, I if think you started, no. would you take a loss in this league for a win for the Bears or vice oh, versa? I want to win in this league, and I want the Bears to lose. Okay. So, yeah, so a couple things on this, though. I think that um, this has turned into a good situation. What We can talk about uh, the injuries this week, but Jefferson being hurt, right, for your team allows you to put Cousins aside, play Addison, and go with Fields. And I think that's going to be really, really beneficial for you for several weeks. But when Jefferson gets back, you will be stuck with that. Who do I play this week? Where's the weather? What does that defense look like? And that's a tough position because those will be the critical weeks too. Are you guys buying into this um, storyline that Minnesota wants to trade Cousins and tank for a better quarterback option? I mean, they're not getting the wins, but Cousins, it's not really his fault, I don't believe, right now. He's, he's saddled with, and it was something I was trying to tell Andrea the other day, if you can get that rookie quarterback and you can get production like Brock Purdy is right now, that's a game changer for you. So if they feel like they have the pieces in off on the offense, which I think they do, they may not have it on the defensive side, and all you're doing is plugging in a really good quarterback, could be worth it. So if you keep Cousins, you're saddled with such a salary cap a problem. He's $40 million a year. Is he taking a pay cut? Not with this type of stuff. So the, I, I don't no, know the if they're thing, purposely tanking, but they should. I, yeah, I don't know that either. I think, but the, the other thing about the Bears is like, I think that that was a really good, not just a win, but it's a moral victory too, right? They got over the hump. They got a, they got the first win. It's not ongoing, no wins and everything's terrible you see that it can look good, right? So when he's on, when Fields is on, they're scoring points. So I don't think it's going to be quite dynamic like that every week. There's going to be growing pains. But, you know, for Bears' purposes, they, I think that they wanted to see at least something. And, and that was definitely Thursday night. Well, and you have it on tape that Fields isn't, like, terrible. He he's, he's makes good throws. He really does. I don't know if he reads the field well because I just saw him throw to his first read every time on Thursday, but he can make the throws, a professional quarterback throws. So if you get that on tape, I mean, if the Bears don't want to take a chance or let's say that it keeps playing out the way that it is where Carolina gifts the Bears the first overall pick, now the Bears have a hard decision to make. Do you want to stay in that window like Ron's talking about and reset it except with a higher potential uh quarterback you know a better, a better prospect or do you keep fields it depends how the rest of the season plays out but now that it's on tape somebody may be willing to give you something for fields atlanta or somebody that seems to be a piece away oh you think they might they might toss him and trade him well if they have if they can get caleb williams maybe maybe then you can flip fields for something interesting 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 so you have Jefferson out with a hamstring. They said he's on IR. He's coming back eight, week eight. Is that right? Something like that. Hopefully Six, it's after. Seven, eight, he's got to come. It's after the Packer game, so that that would be good. Well, they got a bye week. Is a week thirteen bye, so he'll he won't have he'll have the bye at the end of the year, but at the end of the regular season for us. But he'll be he'll miss four weeks, and then he'll come back on the fifth potentially. 
and I'm going against Jefferson this week in both my leagues. So I'm happy uh, that he's not hurt, you know, that it's not season-ending, that it's just a hamstring, but I'm glad that I avoid them. The other news of today was uh, the Miami Dolphin running back. Very quickly, Terry and Chad, it's going to be quick right now. How do you pronounce his last name, Terry? Go ahead. A two. No, the Miami Chen. running back. You're supposed to say bless you. Uh, HN. HN. Jake, Chad? HN. So it's not like a chain, like I'm wearing a chain. No. No. He doesn't want to be called that. He's probably earned the right not to be, I would say, at this point. Dude, fast. Did you see the, uh, the analytics that had – the Miami Dolphins have the five fastest miles per hour in the NFL this year. Yeah, I think it's more like top seven now. Cause I think Tyreek Hill just got the number one for the year. This 22 last miles an hour. It's hard insane. for me to ride a bike 22 miles an hour. I don't think I could fall downhill that fast or off a cliff. That's quick. And it's funny because Tex dropped Jerk Wilson this week. He's been holding him and holding him and holding him. He gets cleared. He, he missed on uh, HN because he dropped, or he had him, then dropped him, then he went off, and then he held Jerk Wilson this whole time, then dropped him, and probably going to come back. Now, will he have the same success? Who knows? Did you see uh, the time in which he dropped him? Because I think you were, you were very, uh, you made a very astute point about the time in which he dropped HN. Why oh, was it? Oh yeah, he he woke up. He woke up in the middle of the night, sat to pee, wiping crusties out of his eyes, and just was like, "Off, oh, he's dead to me." For whatever reason, it's like two in the morning our time, or four in the morning our time, two in the morning his time, and uh, just the old, you know, when you get our age, it's the fifty-year-old plus. He had a dream. He, something came to his mind and just a premonition he decided he's going to drop Jerk Wilson Jr. I don't remember where, who he dropped him for though uh, HN it was the week before he went off I know that oh but, wow yeah that's, yeah no that's it's, it's, it's bad it's bad so uh, Terry let's get to back to your game so you, there was two games of the week this week uh, you and Chad and Dog and Man Love Dog and Man Love had a really good game, too. We should at least consider talking about that. But you and Chad, you get 80 scored against you, but then you start coming back. And then Chase has the game where he has, where you're like, holy cow. Um, you had two duds in there. Any thoughts on your two duds that you started that you probably are kicking yourself over? But... Yeah. Uh, so when I'm watching the game... On Thursday, I thought it was over for me. I wasn't really happy with the dominant performance the Bears were putting on. And I played against a couple DJ Moores. <laughs> like, Chad wasn't the only DJ Moore I played against. So, the other one, whatever, I'm playing against two DJ Moores. He put up, like, 50 in a, stand, in a standard league. Like, it's insane. But there weren't a lot of really good early games this week, I didn't feel like, uh, on Sunday. Um, but at 3 o'clock, there was some solid games at 3 o'clock. The Rams and, and Philly, um, Arizona and Cincinnati, I wanted, to, I wanted to see some of that game. Um, but 
when I got up Sunday morning, um, you know, I'm starting to kind of like, I'm with truth a little bit. These early games in the morning were all right. It was nice to see uh, Ridley have the performance he did because that was the next game out of the shoot is a London game. So Buffalo and Jacksonville, that was going well. But I really didn't think that there was any chance to come back. Like 80 points, he's projected like 320. I'm projected like 230. That's okay, great. Nice to see something out of Ridley, but I don't think it was going to do it. And then I start to watch a little bit of this Rams game. And I got that same feeling in my gut like that I have when I watch what uh, Zaire Franklin's doing. Where just like, I don't know, it just twists my insides a little bit. When I, when I knew I got something wrong, it just irks me so bad. And I remember sitting there in the third round when Cup was there and letting it take down to one second before I just, I didn't, I didn't do it. Well, and I took uh, Gibbs. Well, anyway, I'm watching. It was like seven passes in a row right to Cup. Boom, 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 boom. Like, Jesus, he's going he's gonna to have 140 catches with the remaining games this year. And I'm like, well, we'll see. And then I, then I look over, and Chase is like, already at like 30 points what the hell's going on in Cincinnati and I just I watched it and it, like the excitement was there because I know like what I told you Ron I, it, it does feel good to get the points it's better than scoring 200 you know at least you know at least you know that he's there and the points are coming but then when he got up to when he got that third, second touchdown I'm like can he get three can he can he match DJ Moore like that would be cool right just to, to say hey I gave it my best well he did, and then so he did. He got 84 points, so he actually topped DJ Moore's performance. But I really didn't think going into um, so Chad still got a significant advantage going in last night, and Green Bay and the Raiders. He had Quay Walker, and Quay Walker went was getting some tackles and went down pretty quick. But I had uh, Spillane who had two picks, and it seemed like every ta- like all all they wanted to do was run AJ Dillon. Not very effectively either. Just like kept trotting down the field, and, and if you give if you give a, if you give Aaron Jones that many carries, it's a way different ball game. And he 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 got him down there at some point, but anyway. So I'm watching that game, and they they just they they ran AJ Dillon over and over and over and over again, and they weren't throwing to Dobbs. I don't know, maybe he wasn't open. Um, they were using uh, Musgrave, who I think will be good, but. Anyway, the one then all of a sudden it's over. The seventy yard pass to to Chad's guy, uh, and and it's over for me. But Watson, so Terry, so. Terry what, what, as I looked over it before we got on tonight and just kind of reviewed some of those little things, um, two things really jumped out. One was your defense was awesome, right? You double digit with every one of your defensive players, which is really amazing. Just anytime you can do that, that's huge. But also, you mentioned the Rams game, right? Goddard on the bench. That's really crazy, right? So he really went off. And I didn't really notice that until today that you had him lingering, or maybe I did on Sunday and blocked it out. But um, when I saw Ridley going, I think he looks really good. Like Ridley looks like he's going to be consistently a great play because like watching him Sunday morning, I was like, good thing I have this in the bag, (laughs) you know, but uh, I don't. But the the other lucky thing, and I mentioned it to Ron was – so at the end of that Jacksonville game, did you watch the full game? Because Allen got some points at the end where basically he was sitting on uh, two or um, 347. 
and he threw that last pass to go over 350, which gave him a bonus, which that obviously helped. Because when I looked at your lineup, at one point I'm like, well, Cousins doesn't have enough to make up the difference. I didn't know Chase was going to do what he did. But at the time when Cousins was doing his thing, I'm like, tight end and quarterback are going to be tough to come back from with an 80. But your defense showed out and almost made it almost made it happen. But, um, yeah, man, I was – Crazy. Well, Addison, Addison had a good game too, and part of that was because Jefferson went out. So Ridley had a good game. Addison had a good game, and like you said, yeah, the the big regrets are are not getting Fields and Cousins right all the time. Which Fields obviously had a good game. I I kind of washed that off Thursday night and thought, well, you know what, Cousins could still come back and, and match what Fields did, and he had a decent game, um, but not great. And then. And then what, what really set me – because I just – I was sick of Goddard. I took him so high. When you take a tight end that high, you need production. And Goddard just has not produced. They're not even targeting him. And when they do, it's like two-yard passes. Now, I should have listened because the squeaky wheel gets it, the grease, just like Chase is always fucking open, right? Well, they said they were going to use Goddard more, and they did. But I just looked at Ertz, and I thought that was a better floor play for me. Well, it's not going forward. I don't think I can – I can put Goddard back on the bench after that. So it's one of those things where management mistakes, I lost this because if I had Fields and Goddard and I win, but it's it's just nice to be able to put up the points. And with with the other one was was Jonathan Taylor. Like I, I did That's not see Moss doing that. And I had and I had Moss on the bench in other leagues too. So I shouldn't have just known they were gonna ease them in, but that's an effective rushing offense. And and without um without uh, Richardson in there, he, he, he's going to, I think the running backs are going to have to take more of that. With Minshew is going to be throwing it, he's not going to be running the ball. So, I mean, Jonathan Taylor was averaging six yards a carry. They just didn't, they just, Moss was playing too well and he was fresh off of being on IR, so they didn't give him the go. But that was, yeah, it was an interesting week. I'm glad to have the points. I needed them because I've been averaging like 200. So, though I need the wins, but I need the points too. Do you think that you're going to find that more people on your team are going to swear to the media to try to get the ball thrown to them at all? Do you think more people are going to take Jamar Chase's uh, antics, and uh, do you expect that out of Calvin Ridley or any of these other guys to be saying that they're always effing open also? Well, the funny thing about that is Chase was lined up right across from A.J. Brown in Chad's lineup. And I and and I was like, oh, I, maybe Chase can get some of the AJ Brown love after AJ Brown was bitching. He's been on fire since, so hey, I'll take it. Um, a Dobbs, I don't know what to do. What, what's your guys' honest opinion about Dobbs or that offense? And second part of the question, because Ron, you've been in on me about this right now today. Fields or Love? Like, Love does not look great to me. I, I would like to hear your guys' take on on Dobbs and uh, Jordan Love. So it's way too early. This is year one for, for Love, and I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be fine, and I will take him as a quarterback and somebody who could process the defense and throw it to the second and third look um, right now over Fields. But Fields is a much better uh, runner, better athlete. Um, but it's too, too, too soon to tell for Love. Dobbs is going to be fine, and don't overreact for one week. It's, if he's targeted 12 and 13 times, that's because they need to give him the ball. He's a possession receiver. He'll get 7 to 10 targets. He's gonna, I think he's going to be fine. Chad, what do you think? So I think that uh, what we're seeing with the Packers, they're the youngest team 
in the NFL, but the inconsistency. So I think Dobbs is going to be inconsistent because the offense is going to be inconsistent, especially when you take Aaron Jones out. I think that was a huge gaping hole that nobody realized until he's off the field. And I kind of likened it to when Camaro was off the field with the Saints. Like they went from dynamic to maybe they can't, you know, hold on the same way they had Ingram so they, they could balance that. But from Love and um, Fields, I think the jury's still out on both of them for sure. You know, Fields has to show more uh, structure, like plays within the structure of the offense because he's always going to be able to make, you know, those out-of-the-pocket plays, and that's fine, but eventually you're going to get hit, so you don't want to do that. Love, to me, I think I'm worried about his inconsistencies along with the receiver's inconsistencies. Musgrave is new. Watson, even though he played last year, was like half a season. Dobbs is in his second year. So none of these guys are like seven-year vets like Keenan Allen. So I think that that's really affected them to be able to consistently like move the chains and not have to throw. It feels like the yesterday, and, and I didn't see a whole lot of the Lions game, but it feels like the other last night uh, he was forcing things in where Spillane didn't – I mean, he threw it right to him. That was a, tr- that was a terrible pick by all accounts, right? You can't throw that pass. So taking care of the football should be paramount. But I, I'll tell you what, I, I was impressed. I kind of thought this season with the DJ Moore Fields hookup, I figured, especially in our league, I figured Moore would have a couple of those days where he gets free for a 70-yard touchdown. You don't expect it all in one game. But him and Fields have something there. Like, I think that they really do have a combo there that that will be inconsistent too. But I think from time to time, they're going to hit and make it really tough on teams because they're going to score points fast. And it's going to be an off-structure kind of fields letting it go. Komet looks like he's – I mean, he scores touchdowns, but he's not, he's not breaking anybody's ankles, right? Um, I don't know what the running back situation is, but at least the, for the Bears for the moment, like they have some hope in fields. And I think a couple of wins would do this team a lot better and a lot more good than trying to hank around and just lose everything for the two or three pick. They're much better off trying to win and just get to, like, pick eight. Sure. Yeah, I mean, if Fields is, is successful, all, that's ultimately the goal is to find a, a franchise quarterback. So if you can pull something out uh, of him and you can build around him, you still got a couple years where you have extra money and you don't really have to pay him. Whereas Love, I, I mean, what year is he on? Is, when do you got to pay this guy? That's the other. That's the other thing. He's got two more. So this year and next, so they, they, they kind of restructured his deal where they didn't give him the extension because he, he was a first-round draft pick, but they, they, they kind of gave him like a two-year uh, window, if you will, on a contract this year and next to kind of like figure it out. But next year's quarterback crop is, you know, one of the best that we've seen in a while, supposedly. Like I know the second-tier quarterbacks – are at least worth a look because you never know when Brock Purdy just shows up, right? So the right quarterback, right structure. I mean, he is a story this year. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you guys about, I don't know if you're ready to pivot, but I was looking at the other game. I don't know how close you looked at it, but, you know, you got Thielen with a, with a 48 and Hopkins showing back up with a 40. Yeah, no, going to that, that, that definitely was the second hey. Man love being the hard luck losers. So I really, I really want to say A chain though, A chan, A chan with his forty four and Brees Hall with a fifty five. It just sucks so bad that Man Love had to. He puts up 
300 points and loses. Like, just breaks my heart for him as a guy who knows it. But, yeah, it, it really, when I looked at it, you can kind of see, well, this guy did good, this guy did good. They, they went back and forth. To me, it came down to uh, the tight ends, and Kelsey outscored uh, Man Love's tight end, and it was that's pretty much it. You know, check this out, too. Tyron Matthew, right, the honey badger. Remember what he did? Pick six. That's all he did. He didn't do one other thing. Interception, touchdown, 27 yards, 14.7. I mean, you would think he'd get a few tackles in there. Something. Yeah. Stick your head in, do something. I, I don't know if he was hurt, but it doesn't look like he's injured. But that's just a rarity. I always feel like when, when somebody on your defense scores a touchdown, that it's like that's hard to overcome. You usually win those weeks. Did Josie Jewell play the whole game though with six points? Was he? Didn't he get hurt? He did. Yeah. Yeah. So and and Bosa has been kind of on and off hurt. Um, Al definitely won the defensive battle, but you know it was cool to watch. And I didn't watch this full game because Dallas was getting blown out, and I was a little tired. But I, I like to see sometimes the 49ers, like they got a lot of fun players to watch. Brock Purdy, I'm a big Ayuk fan, and obviously, anytime you can see McCaffrey while he's still doing it, that dude's just special. I mean, I, he he's not the biggest guy, but he makes a lot of people miss in heavy traffic. But what was cool for me was Fred Warner, because like, we, we love defense, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And when we love defense, Fred Warner's been a solid linebacker for a long time, and actually both of those linebackers back there. And I know they were just like praising him over and over again, and I could have just muted the TV and, and just like soaked it all in for myself but they were making some special plays back there those two linebackers that that is definitely the best duo in the league right now and just watching san francisco can they do it right i like the way that they built the team i like how it's gone from the inside out like just starting with the defense line and offense line so on that too, so I heard uh, a, listening to a podcast after, after that San Francisco-Dallas game talking about like somehow how McCarthy and Dak Prescott and that whole offensive staff, and they missed it. You cannot try to extend plays against this, this linebacker core, right? This is not the way to play this game. Against San Francisco, if it's not there, you roll, you fire it out of bounds, whatever. But you're not going to extend plays doing it. I mean, it's almost like a trap that they set. The linebackers are that good on, on San Francisco right now. I'm wondering, though, with the Niners, are they peaking, right? So they're, they're going to roll through their – they're going to stomp through their schedule. Um, maybe they have adversity later in the season, but right now, it's like Brock Purdy's passing against air. Yeah, and he's throwing some great balls too, though. I mean, the time the, – the couple that I saw was right over the linebackers' head, right on George Kittle – you're like, man, he. this is not just a fluke. He's throwing the ball, and it looks well, and he's throwing it on time. And then, yeah, it was, uh, I, I, again, feel bad for George for losing this one. Um, he's, he's not just, he's not um, nickel and diming it either, Purdy. I mean, he's, he's, making some, he's making some downfield throws. And Ayuk is special. I think that dude who is peaking, he's, he's playing better than he ever has, and he was good before. So, so what's interesting, though, is that they're, he's surrounded by such good talent on offense and defense, and they seem to be playing really good complementary football where obviously the D is just suffocating on one side, 
And then you got McCaffrey's like leading the engine on the other side. And so then as soon as you, you, you start keying on him for either a screen pass or a draw or whatever, here comes Debo with like an end around. And, and even though it might not be like a 27 yard gain, it's like an eight yard gain. And the defense is all already tired. They're on their heels and here comes Purdy throwing the ball. So they, they seem to be really clicking with like playing that like complimentary football and any team like that plays them has to play almost a mistake free game to win. I mean, it, it, obviously the Eagles are, are, are on that same par right now, but when they get to the playoffs, I don't know anybody else that I can think of that is going to go to San Francisco on the road and maybe the lions. Could the lions do that? Well, they're the top three. I mean, that's those three are top three. And I think, Philly and uh, San Francisco are top two. And then you got that Detroit-Dallas group there next, but that's it. But that's like that. that I just noticed that uh, Manlove had Vanderash too. So that's another injured linebacker. So yeah. he really took a beating this week. They um, said Micah Parsons might move to off-ball linebacker. Oh, that that I think that'd be fun to watch because well, I want to see what he can do back there. Well, even if he did uh, split time between those two, of uh, hand in the dirt, hand not in the dirt, that'd be fun. It would be. Um, one last thing for me on this game. Uh, so he he should get Aaron Jones back in a couple weeks, but he had Pickens on his bench. Pickens went off for forty-five points. Um, George did. He had Pickens on his bench. So 130 yards and a touchdown. That's that's tough when you when you lose by 12 points to have that on your bench. He's um, got Barkley hurt and he has Chubb out. Yeah. Like it's Aaron Jones out. Yeah. Exactly. But Brees Hall for for dog is coming storming back in. 177 rushing yards. Come on, Brees Hall like. I'm watching him uh, at Jake's ISU games, right? I'm watching Iowa State because Jake goes to Iowa State. And it's literally Brock Purdy handing off to Brees Hall. Literally, and they just lost Alan Lazard the, the, the year before. I'm like, never in a million years would I thought this guy. And David Montgomery, too. David Montgomery was one of those guys at Iowa State. So I'm like, I had no idea what I was watching there. But it was good. It was good times there. So could you uh, do you want to gloat anymore, Terry? I'm going to pivot on the uh, uh, Jeremy Chin. So Josh made it sure that I wanted to dunk on you on Jeremy Chin, saying Terry's washed up, doesn't know what he's talking about. I want a full apology. Um, How did Jeremy Chin do this weekend, Terry? Did they cut him? What did he do? <laughs> I think it was two points. So I oh. think uh, Jeremy Chin had two points for Josh. Uh, so... Again, he needs to find another keeper. He needs to just drop the guy and move yeah. on. Nobody's going to pick him up. It's done. I'm sorry. Sometimes this happens. Same it does. with. I don't. I don't even have to look to see what he did. But I mean, I'm sure it's the same with Truth's guy. Oh, he didn't play. He didn't play. And it's kind of this kind of bullshit that that goes on. That I am with the family. We are going from University of Mississippi. We're doing some stuff. Uh, hey, do you want to listen to the to the uh, Football while you're driving, yeah, sure, that's great. I miss EJ Speed is going to start instead of I would have started him a hundred out of a hundred. Now would it matter? No, but it's like you didn't start him, and a guy that I've been waiting for to start, I need to start him. But it's like life, 
how do you balance? Like, Terry, you're going through it today. You're like, how, how does your waiver wire look? I don't know because I don't care necessarily about the waiver wire tonight. So I have to do other things. Like, damn it. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's tough. It is. And, and that's why we're borderline degenerates, all of us, is because you're, <laughs> you are driving with your car and family is important. But it doesn't mean that that's not – doesn't mean EJ Speed's not on the top of your mind. It just that's – how did EJ well, Speed do? I, I called Chad. I'm like, as I'm driving, it's one of those things where you're driving in the car down Mississippi. Now, do you realize that there's still cotton plants in Mississippi? And it's blowing my, my wife and my daughter's mind that cotton is, like, grown there. So, anyways, we're going through – and there's this open, and I'm like, well, I can look at my lineup and drive on this open road with the girls right next to me. And it's like, are you texting grandma for, no, I'm making sure. And I saw that uh, the linebacker for the Giants was out. So I'm like, cool, I need to find somebody else. Chad, that's when I called you. But you know, what I regret most is when Andrea said, do you want me to drive so that you can, and I'm like, no. I'll drive. I should have been a more of a degenerate, got in the passenger seat, hiked up my skirt, sat in pee, and just sat to pee, not sat in pee. Sat to pee like Eric did. And just been better off, been a better uh, fantasy football manager. Um, when Jordan was pregnant, uh, she would get nauseous when she wasn't driving. And I've kind of really enjoyed that, you know. Then you have a DD for a while when, when she is pregnant and she's nauseous anyway, so you don't feel so bad. But now it's like, hey, you want to drive? Because cause, uh, I do want to go through my, my lineups here. You know, there's money on the line. And pride. Right, 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 right. right. And, so and I, 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 I take the opposite road on you uh, with that, Ronnie. So, hey, whatever. But... Uh, looking at your lineup, though, you had Sam Howell. EJ Speed had 11 points, by the way. Marvin Mins Jr., minus .6. I don't know what he did to earn that. He uh, A quick screen, fumble, muff punt, fumble. That's... Um, w- one other transition from you, because you let this player go. Um, I was doing the free square roll all weekend, because I was home, and I was just whatever, hanging out, and I was doing a couple free squares. Well, I picked up Hooker, a safety Hooker, yep. and Eric instantly texted me. Um, you, you took my Iowa Iowa Hooker, you know? So he, <laughs> he's, been always, he's been all about these Iowa players, and apparently he wanted Hooker. Well, at – let me see what time he texted me this. But uh, he said, oh, Sunday, 11.35 a.m., you took my Iowa Hooker. And I was like, I have injuries on my team, and my team is shit right now because I was in the dumps from Chad just putting a whooping on me on Thursday. So I go, you know what? I'm just taking shots all weekend. And he goes, that leaves me with a choice. Pinnock or Tracy Walker? In the next 15 minutes, i got to make a choice. So he took Pinnock, who I believe was on Ronnie's team the week before. No, Eric, it was for three weeks. Okay, well, you, you the week before he was on your team. Maybe you set up to pee at 4 a.m. and, uh, no. you know, whatever. But... But he gets a pick six for like 102 yards. The guy has 33.2 points. And he beats Chaos by, what, 12 points. For 16 points. He beats So normal, normally you would get, what, on a good week, 15 points out of safety? He gets 33 out of his, and he wins by 14. 
ridiculous. That freaking pinup. I'm in the car, and that I hear that going, and I drive into oncoming traffic with the like. Oh, so bad. The Iowa hooker. That's funny. If I had a nickel for every Iowa hooker. Hey, have you traded with Tex yet this year, Terry? I haven't even had a trade request from Tex this year. Chad, have you traded with Tex this year? I have not. I actually, I have not received a request either, but I've learned my lesson in the past not to I, trade I, with Tex. Terry, I have something uh, when we talk about a uh, Tex trade. You ready? There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. So every time that he is doing a, a trade or we're talking about Texas trades, that's <laughs> that's that's my that's gonna be uh, thanks to uh, Chad for, for giving me that. But yes. That's nice. Yeah, um, too bad. It seems like most of the people have learned their lesson. But you know when he really starts working, working the waivers or the trade market is is later in the year, later in the season here for us. But if he would have lost this, you asked for it. You wanted the uh, evil text, the one that punches you in your rib cage when you walk past and throws an ice cube at your head from across the room just to try to stir the shit, or or, or tries to. Or tries to convince you that the player that's been in your starting lineup working for you all year sucks and you should trade him to him for a bag of chips. That guy, if he would have lost this week and he, if he would have been 3-3, three and three, you might have started seeing some of these trade requests rolled out. Mm -hmm. So I was just looking. I, I find it interesting this time of the year to look and see like how many moves have been made, right? So um, Tex is leading. He's tied. He's tied for the lead with 35 moves. Him and uh, Doug... Dog is tied with him, so Dog's been working his his tail off too. But a bunch of a bunch of folks are in their twenties as far as moves. Who's the least, Chad? Right now, who's got the least amount of moves? Sleepless nights is the least, and then right behind him is Need an Intervention. They have four. So Knights has four moves. Need an Intervention has five. I have eight, and Money Meet Man Love has seven. Four moves. Four. No I, I guess he's not having injury problems or bye weeks yet, but bye weeks are coming. I, I can feel the I can feel the roster tightening with the bye weeks coming. You guys, there's been a lot of good pickups on the wire this year. You know what's wild to me at the beginning of the year when this draft happens and we've all studied all summer long. Oh, who, who, and and everybody gets a a full lineup, full squatted. There's going to be some duds, but it looks like there's just scraps out there. And every week, there's all these names come flying through that weren't even on any draft radar anywhere. But there's been some good ones. And Chad, you usually hold on, like Truth was saying when he was on our show, that you hold on to your spot and you work your way up the waiver claim. But you've made some good moves. Puka, even if he did go away when Cup came back, that won you a quarter of the year having him. But so Puka, yeah, so Puka is definitely the move of the year for me. You know, knock on wood that he stays healthy and everything. But one thing I found interesting, and this was, <clears throat> I was debating it, if you remember, because uh, wasn't Kyron Williams, wasn't he on the wire at the same time? So, like, those, I know a couple leagues I had those decisions to make, but basically, 
usually if you get somebody off the wire, you're looking for a running back that's replacing a really good role in a good offense. Like San Francisco, two backup runners, the second and third stringer, are both on benches in our league, by the way, San Francisco. But <clears throat> very rarely do you find a receiver coming out of nowhere that's actually viable for more than just a short stretch. And I think Puka breaks a couple of those being a rookie and being productive for more than just kind of a game or two or a game and a half. He's proven, and Stafford is making it work. Like, Stafford is working magic right now because Cup's going to get his. We, we we saw that, like you said earlier. He, he just came out, and they just immediately established that rapport. But Puka is fortuitous, to say the least, because my roster's decent, but you add him in, and it gives a lot of that flex – you know, that bi-week flex uh, necessity that we need because we're starting to hit those doldrums with injuries and defensive injuries. And to your point, man, seems like there's nothing on the wire. Then all of a sudden, like, even this week, this is going to be an interesting wire week because there's a lot of players that are floating on both offense and defense and replacing injured players, and it's next man up in the NFL. So we'll see how uh, the wire plays out. Well, and it's next man up in the in our league too. I mean, we're you could say you feel sorry for Justin Jefferson owner, but we really don't. I mean, sorry, so sad. Um, glad I got Addison. I'm so, like, and that's that's how it is. And it's nothing against Dave. I really do like seeing him compete well. And it's just Ron, how how sad it sucks to see Chubb go down. But you were really happy to get that backup running back. I'm I'm super excited. No, I wanted to make sure that people know I'm not happy for injuries, right? Nobody's happy for injuries. But I'm glad that I'm playing against the team that selected Jefferson number one overall and they don't have him in his lineup. Absolutely. I'm glad that I have TJ Hawkinson because it should like benefit him even more. Really glad. So um, I, I just wish that are, – are you going to be able to tell us right now if you're – are you going with Cousins? Or are you going with Fields? Fields. All right. Cousins in my DFS. You got it. I'm going to do it. Do hey, it. A.J. Dillon would have got you a touchdown. You said, I told you A.J. I, Dillon sucks and you are going to play. I need a miracle. I needed a miracle. Like a miracle, miracle. I didn't need that oh, freaking puss. But, but Puka, Ford, um, the Kyron Williams, like there, there's been a. It's we're only five weeks into this thing, and there have been a lot of HN. Like there have been some, absolutely. There's been some. There's there's five right there, and there's more. But those are all pickups, mostly undrafted, or they've been either drafted and dropped at least once, if drafted at all. So this is a very fruitful year so far on the wire. I don't think making four moves is the right, the right way to go about it but it's he's you can't really argue with the success and those teams like intervention and sleepless nights they're at the top of the standings right now yeah you have two of your other two teams on uh, one and two right now terry yeah it's the wrong order for me um no. as far as my teams are <laughs> concerned but I'm happy for them. <laughs> right Right, right, payout's right. Different. Payout's different. The payout's different if they're in a different order. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So uh, last week we we sucked on our, our I we were okay on our on our picks last week. Um, Terry, you had puss right. Uh, Truth and intervention. Who won that game? I'm not looking at it right now, but uh, we all had tax beat and chaos. 
Intervention won that one, I believe. So, Terry, you were right with Puss and Intervention and Tex and Knights. Um, and you didn't take yourself and Chad. Um, and Man Love. So you must have, you went 100% last week, Terry, 4 and 0. Yeah, Five so when you said we suck, were you just talking in third person on that part me of it? Me and Dog. Me and oh. Dog must have sucked. It, pick against us. I should have taken myself. Maybe I could have pulled it out. Maybe I'll take myself this week. Yeah, no. So, uh, yeah, we're going to turn the page on to uh, this week's games and, and just seeing what we can get out of it. Now, do I need a exhaustive? I don't know as much as you want to say, but the the games this week really does come into the um, the bye weeks. The bye weeks are going to really tell us what's going to happen with uh, everyone moving forward. I don't know who are going to be started, who's not, but uh, Chad, you got pushed this week. Um, the The score right now is you're winning 225 to 205 in early projections. How do you feel this week, and how do you feel against going with the strong D mark? So, yeah, so I'll get into that, but I was just looking at overall, like the, the matchups, we have some really interesting matchups this week. So you're in a must-win situation. We'll get to your game later on, but you're in a must-win against Sleepless Nights, who doesn't have his number one pick. And then we have the, the number one and number two teams going against one another. Intervention and Chaos are playing, which I think that's an interesting matchup. And then Truth and Josh are playing, and that's really kind of a must-win, too, because if truth goes to two and four, that's a that's a tough hole to dig out of. But for Josh to get two two and four, that kind of levels him up and puts him right back into playoff contention, right? Versus digging a huge hole and truth separating on that game. Any, anyway, on my game with Puss, <clears throat> he has a couple of guys that are looking at zeros and they're wrong. You know, they're just like defense, like Toto. He's playing. He's got a zero, and he has a kicker empty. But um, I'm due for a letdown. I can feel it. Like I, I've had two really, really – the one is the best week I've ever had, and then last week was one of the top weeks I've ever had. So I don't know that I want to lose momentum in anything, or anything. But when I look at his team, one thing I don't like, and this is probably something that's going to bite me. It always does with gambling and stuff. So I'm looking at like Jacoby Myers. He's got Garoppolo. London has uh, Ritter. These are his quarterbacks. Uh, Cook is – he's got uh, Cook for Buffalo at running back. Andrews has Lamar. Garrett Wilson has nobody, right? He has Zach Wilson throwing him. So at least I like the quarterbacks my receivers are getting the ball from. For his team, I don't like it, but that doesn't really mean anything. If I'm picking, though, I'm going to pick him because I'm due for the loss. Terry, where are you, where are you at with this? I like uh, Chad on offense <clears throat> versus Mark's offense, but I like Mark's defense better. Um, I don't. They're starting to use Drake London a little bit more for Mark, and I don't really know what to think about Garrett Wilson. I would imagine he's not going to have a good game against Philadelphia. Trevor Lawrence is starting to pick it up, which I'm happy for, but I, I think overall Chad's offense is head and shoulders. If Chad can find a way to reassemble his defense, find a, like, like a, a plug-in for Milano, who he lost. Um, I'm going to go with Chad. All right. Uh, I, I can't pick against Puss. 
right? I think, uh, Chad, even though you're here, uh, he just he just whooped my butt. I think you are due for a letdown. Um, it's not you're not going 350, 390, 350 again. I don't see that happening. I think it's just the odds regress to the mean. I'm gonna go with uh, with Puss here. Now, does does Puss root for McCaffrey against his Browns this weekend? Because he's all got day long. All day long. If you're a Bear fan or Browns fan, you're you're rooting for your fantasy league. You're not rooting for your regular team. The Browns defense is is decent. We'll see what happens. You ever you ever try picking up one of those linebackers? Good luck. It's a shit show. It's all. I see their linebackers are production. No. They have a good defense. They they have a, a decent defense. Uh, you got Just man. Okay. Go ahead. We got you got man love this week. Terry. Their defense is just okay. Just okay. So with with man love, he's gritty. Uh, he's got nothing to lose, and he just came out of the doldrums. He had a a, a loss with three oh nine. So one of two things: either he's got a very good team, and he is going to be coming back around, or he blew his wad last week. What is it? Oh, I think he's got a good team. I, I don't know that he blew his wad. Um, when I look at the matchup, though, I, I have some adjusting to do. I'd imagine so does he. He's not going to have Aaron Jones. He's not going to have Pickens. Uh, he might get Barkley back against Buffalo. I don't know that they're going to they're going to roll him out there. I don't. Even, we don't know if Daniel Jones is going to even play. So what that looks like, I'm not sure. Um, Thielen and Mostert. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what Mostert does. He might have a, a dominant game, and Swift could bounce back. But they got the Jets. I think I, I think I got man love this week, and I'm, and I'm doing something I don't do, and I'm picking myself because my guys showed up for me last week, and I'm ready to, I'm ready to put them out there. I, I got Fields. He's going to get a starting spot in my lineup. Chase, I think Burrow and Chase connections back. I, I hope they stay healthy. Jonathan Taylor, you got to think they're going to ramp him up. He's going to split the carries for me. Do something. Don't give me three or four touches. And Goddard. Goddard has earned a spot in that lineup. Ridley, Addison, I'm taking myself in this one. All right. I like it. I like it. Going bold. Chad, how do you feel? Well, after just uh, playing Terry, I have an immense amount of respect for him, especially when he has fields out of the lineup. That that I like better. But, um, boy, Money Me Man Love has had a, a rash of bad luck this year, and it's amazing. And He's put together a pretty good team, but I do think that, that Terry is going to find a way because his team looks really stout, especially when you add Taylor, like a, a real uh, – if he's – like I think that that's what you would expect, Terry, that it's not just going to happen. But I think if you look four or five weeks down the road that he's he's near 100 yards and a touch almost every week, right? So that's probably what he's looking at later on. And I'm, and I'm looking to hopefully – I mean maybe sometime this year – Jameer Gibbs gets involved in that offense. And we'll see. And but I Dante Johnson come back, but that's later on down the line. I'm hoping my guys stay healthy that are in there right now. But for who I got rolling out there this week, I feel pretty confident. All right. I think I think it could be a trifecta with us all going with Terry. Uh, I think that is probably the the right choice. Uh, Man Love has got a good team, but 
I think Terry, I think you just got him on on talent alone. After that is the the Battle of Sandy uh, Santa Barbara, Dog and Tex. I got that right, Dog and Tex. So um, I hope that they watch the game together. I hope that they can have some sort of look like they were watching the game this weekend together at some bar in Santa Barbara. But uh, just getting together and seeing how those two roll would be fun. Chad, I'm gonna start with you. Uh, this is this is a uh, a must win for both of them. Who do you got? Oh wow! And I'm just well, I'm, I'm starting to peruse the uh, the lineups here. You know, we know who Tex has. We we know what this is about. Um, and Burrow is making a comeback. So here comes Tex riding the Burrow train. But he's playing Dak Prescott. I didn't realize that. Unless unless Dog has another quarterback that he's gonna roll out there. Does he have another one? I don't know, but uh, I talked with Iowa Techs today, and Iowa Techs texted Santa Barbara Techs and said, "Go with Burrow this this week. We're you know Team Burrow." And he didn't. He went with Anthony Richardson. He didn't listen to his number one fan. Nope, did not. He won. He won, but Burrow would have been the better answer. So, so and he's got and Stroud. Dog, he's got Stroud. Uh, he does have Stroud, but. Um, Dog's going to roll out Higgins to kind of – like if Higgins plays, he'll probably get some, right? So take some from – I don't know. But uh, having Kelsey always helps. And these guys are right on one another. Oh, I'm going to say – I'm going to say against my better judgment. Like I, I, everything tells me dog, so I'm going to pick Tex. <laughs> because I'm, I'm always wrong anyway, but but – Tex looks like his his he's got Gabe Davis still in there, Michael Pittman Jr. We're throwing you know, he'll find a way. He always does. He always does. Terry, you, you got okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, dogs doing something that very rarely is seen in this league, and he's rolling out the double tight end set. And I don't know that you can you can't pick a better combination. Laporta seems like he's the next big thing at tight end, and they're utilizing him in Detroit. We know what Kelsey is. That's the best combination. I mean, I would have any of those guys over Higgins, but we'll see what Higgins does. Waddle against Tyreek Hill, that's advantage tax. Burrow versus either either Dak or uh, C.J. Stroud, advantage tax. But Brees Hall versus uh, dump-in-your-pants Madison has got to go the way a dog. And Alave hasn't been doing it. Kirk is out targeting Ridley. I don't know why, but he is. And I'm gonna go dog on this one. Yeah. So uh, can I just stop for one second? How awesome are the Monday memes, right? Dog has really done a great job yeah. with that. So I, I really like that. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Dog, for that. That's that's. I love it. And I like when he listens to our podcast and then he has memes that he's like, maybe he heard something that we said and he's like, this one's for plants because of this. And yeah, he personalizes yeah, yeah. them too. So I, I appreciate so, it. Can I, make a, can I make a point about his two tight end set? I mean, Kelsey is a freak. We all, we can just skip that conversation. But when you go with a second tight end like that, I think you lose the likelihood that you go bonkers with somebody for like 125 and a touchdown. Like your flex play any of our flex plays could take a run or a pass and do that. Maybe the tight end, but it ain't going to happen a lot unless you are Kelsey. So I think those flex spots, you know, I always want them to have the chance to go through the roof. 
And the two tight ends set in the bye week pinch, great. But it, long term, no. That's a great point. I, I I think that's very valid. I mean, you're looking across the way to Gabe Davis. That's a perfect example of some guy that he's had a successful year, but he could go complete Yahtzee. And then you're lining up against a tight end who could have a good tight end game, but he's not going to get the ceiling that somebody like Gabe Davis would have. Yeah, I think Gabe Davis is on Eric's team just for his last name. I think they're distant cousins on his dad's side. All of the Davises are related, from Uncle Al all the way down. Uncle Al, Mark Davis, it's all it's <laughs> distant cousins, Mark, but yeah, related. Can you, can you find a Davis from Iowa for him? Iowa Davis. Well, Sam Laporta is Iowa, right? So he's going to have yeah. to like root against that. He can go pick up Aiden Hutchinson off the wire. And how great would it be? How great would it be though if? Because what I just noticed was the Monday night game is the Chargers and Dallas. Like if he beats Eric with Dak Prescott having a great game on Monday night, after just beautiful the the week before throwing to the wrong team, now the sun he's three fifty for three touchdowns. Coach, Coach McCarthy's a genius. Eric's burning the sage and and dogs shooting the memes and Eric's just pissed off. <laughs> The, uh, the the fact that I believe Dak Prescott's one of the most, if not the most, expensive player in the NFL this year, too. Well, you know what, though? So this will be interesting, and we'll, we'll come back to that game, obviously, on Monday night. But Tex has Micah Parsons. He has the kicker for Dallas. He has Derwin James going. So he'll have a bundle going as well against Dak. So that'll be fun to watch. There hasn't been any more Monday night plays uh, since me and Tex were in the championship and he claimed victory when a man almost died. Well, at least he took the high ground. I'm going to take a text on, on this one, too, because, uh, you know, I, I think the uh, text on Monday night, that sounds great. I, I just like the idea of us not... Every time I've rooted or bet against Tex or said the Tex wasn't going to win... He used his locker room material, so I don't want that anymore. Don't want that. One versus two. Chaos intervention. Team Terry two and Team Terry three. Um, pretty good matchup here, I think, uh, for me. I'll, I'll go first on this one. It, intervention is, is, my, is my choice. I am not buying any of the chaos love. Um, he's also got a lot of people out. If you look at his top three, Chaos's first three picks, he's not getting a lot of production out of that. And the fact that he's doing it on the shoulders of some just fly-by-nights, I don't like it, but who am I? I'm in last place. So frickin' he's, he, he knows what he's doing, but I'll take intervention on this. Well, I don't know what Chaos is doing with his lineup currently. Is he benching these guys, or is he trying to teach them a lesson, or is he trying to confuse... Uh intervention or the rest of us for the picks because i mean we can see who he's got here um not sure what he's trying to do there but he he does he did take he has eckler correct so is that um, playing i think he's gonna play i think he's gonna play tony pollard is his second round and dk metcalf is his third round that's not really great but Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen also. I mean, Keenan Allen. What, I guess what I'm saying is, Zaire, Zaire Franklin has has put up the points of a wide receiver this year. So, I mean, I don't know why it doesn't show. Uh, I know he has Eckler, but it, maybe since he's in his IR, I'm not seeing him. 
on his on his lineup here for some reason. But uh, both of these teams are pretty stacked. Tua versus Carolina should should be a good play, um, especially versus Russell Wilson. I mean, I think he, he's got the advantage there. Uh, Clayton does. Diggs, Henry, uh, you know how I feel about that team. ETN, though, had, is having a monster week. He, he had 54 points last week, 136 rushing yards. Ayuk is on just a tear. Uh, he's got Cleveland this week. But I'll tell you, and it comes down to this for me, is, is defense. And I think Chaos, he's got his defense right this week. Jordan Brooks, uh, well, yeah, Jordan Brooks has got Cincinnati, and he's coming off a 27-point game. Uh, he's got Zaire Franklin, who it might have a 200 tackles this year. I'm going to go, I'm going to edge it out towards Chaos, knowing that he's got some guys coming back, and uh, he's got a better defense. So, yeah, this is an interesting matchup. <clears throat> and it looks like to me, both of these guys waited on quarterback. One snagged Tua, and the other one got Deshaun, right? But um, other than quarterback, I think Jerron's team is really, really healthy from top to bottom. I have, I have issues with needing intervention. I mean, his team's winning, so who am I, right? So, but... I don't know. Like the defense to me also stands out as like you, you're hoping Crosby has a big game, right? And he's got Grugier Hill rolling out there. Hoor. Hoor. The Hoor. You know, and I, I think you're waiting for the Derrick Henry big game. And if it doesn't happen or Diggs' big game, the thing about Tua two in this Carolina game, they could squat on it, they could get ahead and not try to score 70. Right, so they can just be ahead and not necessarily put the pedal to the metal or, or run the ball. Jerk Wilson Jr. game. Um, I'm going to go with, against my better judgment, I'm going to go with uh, Bobby Dwayne because I think Chaos is going to win, so I'm going to pick the other one. Well, I just, and, and Clayton does have Herbert on his bench too versus Dallas Monday night. And he's got Roshan Johnson, which if he clears concussion protocol is could be the starting running back for the Bears. I don't know if you want to roll that out there or not. I just, when you, again, and I'm just double down on this, when you have Zaire Franklin, Roquan Smith, and Jordan Brooks matching up against Crosby, Bentley, and Gruger Hillhor, that's just a, such a significant advantage that I think it's going to sway this matchup. Agreed. I mean, I think that, that the defense is by far lopsided, but I'm still... The other thing about these, these projections, just making this point while I'm on, is... Assuming that they don't get hurt like Quay Walker did, usually the, the, the linebacker play is pretty dependable. It's not like all of a sudden they, they, it does happen and you get benched for it, but um, sometimes our receivers and stuff like Dobbs gets a two. But the linebackers, when they're looking at 17 Roquan Smith, he's probably good for at least a 12, but maybe a 25. Yeah, that's a big, big floor to ceiling uh, push here. Uh, Truth, and uh, until Josh gets another win, UIC, uh, University of Illinois, Chicago there. So uh, 
Truth is on a roll. Truth is doing well. I think he's got the uh, draft dodger bounce. So what is he? He's got two wins now, or that's uh, two and three. So at two and three, Josh is one and four. Just knowing what I know, not going into, uh, I'm taking, uh, I'm taking truth on this. Just thinking that Josh is snake bit. I don't think it's close, and I'm sorry, Josh. Uh, St. Brown's injury, I'm hearing, is a little bit more significant than sports hernia, maybe, or something. I don't know what's going on over there. Kincaid, God, I, I drafted Kincaid in a bunch of leagues, and I wanted to split it with Laporta. I really went the wrong way on that. Looks like Josh did, too. When you look at Truth side. Mahomes, Devontae Adams, David Montgomery's on a tear. He just got cut back, and he's got Josh Downs, who's supposed to be a waiver wire guy this week, but he's already on his team. It's not going to be close. Uh, Truth's going to run away with it. I'm picking the same. I think that for the same reasons. The other thing is, Terry, you mentioned uh, earlier in the podcast that, like, some guys are you're looking for on the wire. They're already on someone's team. That was Josh Downs for me. I was shocked to know that he was not played because I talked to Truth, but he was picked up before the weekend, like before his game. And, I mean, that happens in our league where people have the foresight, like someone's coming off IR in two weeks, and then you go to get them, and they're like, who knew this? Yeah, it happens Somebody. all the time. Or, or hey, there's, I, I'm going to drop this guy on, on uh, Tuesday anyway. Why not drop him now and take a backup running back? Oh, that guy got hurt. Look who I got already. I mean, it happens constantly in this league. You almost need to do that uh, ahead of time. And I'm doing that in other leagues, but I just don't have it in this league for the fact that somebody's already two steps ahead of me. So um, we all went with truth on this. That was the first consensus pick. Sorry, Josh, but it just doesn't seem to be uh, going well. Again, he was a hard luck loser with a 300 loss as well. So that was tough. And then the final one... uh, me and Knights. Uh, Terry, you got you got the floor first. All right, well, uh, Ron, I mean, you... Chad said it first. It's like, you got to win this week. I, I feel like this is your opportunity. Um, your team's on a roll. You got Hawkinson soaking up a ton of targets in Minnesota. And without Jefferson, you would have to imagine they're going to continue to lean on him. Goff is slinging the ball all over the place. I would imagine Lamb is going to bounce back. I mean, the guy's had some monster games already this season. Mixon, as long as that Cincinnati offense is rolling, is going to be productive. And then looking across the way at Knights, Hurts and Debo Samuel, Josh Jacobs, and Kittle, though. God, he's still... The guy's not making any moves, but but his draft was so done so well that... Uh, he doesn't really need to. It seems like he lost Jefferson, and that's a tough break. But, but Kittle's on a roll. Jacobs is on a roll. Samuel and Hurts. You got a big, um, you got a big uh, challenge ahead of you here, Ron. But because uh, you co-host this thing with me, I'm going to take you this week. Kiss of death. So wait, hey, can I can I mention something as well? I noticed as you were going through that. We got another two tight end set. Oh yeah, he does. The Joku, the Joku Kittle set, 
and um, yeah, flex. His Ray, flex are are not great. Not it's not Ray Rice. It's Ray She Rice, right? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, right. It's our rice that says it on our league, and uh, that's a that's a uh, that that's a risky play right there. So I think your Thursday night, you know, you can come out of this where he that that guy could end up with a four, or I mean, obviously he could end up with more than that. But if he comes out with a flex play that's just not good. But anyway, yeah, bro, I'm I'm gonna pick you. I just think you're gonna have to rally the team. And the law of averages would say he's due to lose one, you're due to win one. He also has San Francisco, a couple guys on the road to Cleveland, which is probably not one of the better places they're going to have to go play this year. So if you're going to get them, that's probably a good week to get them. I'm going around. And, and the idea that, that uh, Kittle is going to do three touchdowns again is ridiculous, right? It comes in waves and spurts and it ebbs and flows and all this stuff. So... Uh, Kittle will probably have seven touchdowns this year at the end of the year, and he had three in one game. Good for him. Super glad for him. I don't see that happening. I don't like his flex spots at all. I think uh, his flexes are below average. I'm rooting for uh, not a huge game by anybody, not a 90 or an 80 or a 75 by anybody. If we all just stay... Doing what you're supposed to do, I think I got it as well. Um, well, Ron, he's top-heavy, and and our lineups are deep. So you just have to overcome as you get further down the lineups. And when you when you look across, if you have Nico Collins and Hawkinson, and you line them up against Kittle and Njoku, I think I want the Nico Collins and Hawkinson side every day. The interesting one for me is... Devontae Smith versus Brian Robinson, because Brian Robinson's having a great year, but he's not catching a lot of passes. And against Atlanta, I think that they can shut him down a little bit over there, whereas Smith, he could be shut... You want to see something out of Smith. You took him high up. He's not getting any love. You'd think the ball would bounce his way eventually. But, yeah, you, you I, got him. I traded him for uh, Garrett Wilson. That was my push trade. And, you know, sometimes I wonder about these... Diva receivers, I'm always fucking open, throw me the ball, whatever. A.J. Brown was bitching. Maybe Devonta Smith needs to come out and start complaining a little bit more. That would be what I'd like. But Nick Saban probably beat that out of him. Probably doesn't happen on Nick Saban's watch. him in the ass like that kicker. Oh, golly. Just, you know. So. Hey, Ron, I have one piece of advice for you on, on your matchup. Yeah, it comes down to a fraction of a point. Just remember, the stat correction went to Anzalone, that beat Eric. Knights has Anzalone, so if it's close, do what you gotta do. Skittles, whatever. Weigh your karmic uh, values versus your wins and losses, and, and do what you want to do. It would. It would be. I would roll out cantaloni for Anzalone. It would be an Italian dish. Wouldn't be Skittles. It would be matzo ball, mozzarella, and stuff like that. It would definitely be an Italian prosciutto, prosciutto, right? <laughs> With a nice Chianti. Yeah. So just keep your eye on that if it's close. All right. I will. I will. I think that uh, Terry, since you were four and zero last week or five and zero last week, I think uh, you regressed to the mean this week, and so. Again, I will uh, I will look at it and keep it up, but um, you can't be 
Terry the Greek, you're going to be able to get all these right all the time? I'm not sure. All I want to do is get one right, and that's the one I picked for my team. So I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) Uh, That means more to me. So again, just for the record, you would rather have your fantasy football team win than the Chicago Bears win. Uh, 14 weeks a year. And then three more after that. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much. So, so I, can, I can honestly say, yeah, that I, I always root for the Packers over my fantasy team, unless there's extenuating circumstances for something. This team, though, I don't need them to win. I need to see I that. that. You know, like I get, not yeah, like, yeah. If, if they were rolling and it was a playoff berth on the line, it's like, hey, they don't win. They get a better pick. And I just want to see what we got out of the quarterback. I want to see if this coaching staff needs the boot, or if they can if they can make good decisions and they can adjust. Um, what I do need wins is is uh, in the fantasy side of the game. So one week at a time. Yep, one week at a time. How are you in your other leagues, Terry? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing all right. I, I was four and zero in the one I played against DJ Moore and ETN. And in that one, uh, I was playing the, the top the top team, and just real quick, because nobody cares about other teams. But uh, this dude, he, he he drafts like he thinks you're supposed to have two quarterbacks, two tight ends, two kickers, and he came up to me and and Vince, who is a draft Dodgers fan. Uh, he came up to me and Vince as as the co-commissioners and said, "Hey, um, we gotta do some rule changes this year. I, I think I think it's two things I want you to do. One is." you guys shouldn't be able to take all those receivers and running backs. You should have to roster, like, one of each position. So this is the way this guy drafts, right? He, he had... He had and you're 4 yeah, and, and he And he put up 170 on me in an almost standard league, and he's making zero moves. Uh, it doesn't make sense. The other, the other move he wanted was uh, we shouldn't be able to, after the draft, we shouldn't be able to make a move until after week one and then waivers clear. He didn't like that people were making moves and picking up those undrafted folks. Can, can we table a rules change? I have this as my last thing on my card here. Yeah, let's hear it. Waiver priority goes to the last person in the league every week. No, absolutely I mean, that's, not. That's way, way, way too quick of a no. That's I hate that. I would, I would like that. That is like your. Rewarding you know for sucking. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like the blanket statement saying that's a good change. But what I wouldn't mind seeing is kind of like if we knew there was a week four, week five reset to that, so the last place team is now back invigorated, saying I can get somebody off the wire and back in number one, even for one week, because if if you let it go for the first four weeks, people would know like, hey, use it or lose it, kind of by week five, whatever that week, just throwing it out there. I like the idea. I like that better than just like rewarding somebody every, because I've been in, in leagues where I've drafted really well, and then it's like I can't get anybody on the wire ever, even if I don't use it or if I use it or whatever, because the last place teams are constantly doing And then comes the end of the year, and these teams are loaded. I would say like do it twice. You do it like week five or something like that, week nine. Just kind of give reset, just – Whatever it jumbled out to be, at those two weeks, it would go back to the 12th place team gets the first pick, and then, then the waiver just kind of rolls. I don't know if we can do it, but that's an interesting concept. Because I do still think you're, you're rewarded. It's, I think it's an unfair advantage 
that other teams some, aren't getting. Some some people aren't just lazy slobs, you Republican <laughs> douche. Some people are actually they have some hard times and some bad luck and some injuries and things things happen, right? So you want the welfare waivers. I want the welfare waivers, I do, and and I want the ability to say, you know what, I might I might have a bad year, but at least I'm able to grind through. And again, just because you're number one doesn't mean you're taking the right guy, right? Do you know who had the number one spot in waivers this year and who passed on the number one person? Josh. Josh. So just because you have it doesn't make it make that you're going to do it right. Josh gifted in a big dick in a box bag with a bow and everything, Puka Nakua to Uncle Chad. He really took that one on the chin. Oh, he yeah, I like what you did there. <laughs> I like what you did there. I like what you did there. Hey, thanks. Been fun. I gotta run. See you guys.